0: Welcome to the Appalachian Baptist Network. We seek to equip, encourage, and engage pastors and church leaders in the Appalachian region. We focus on having conversations on church revitalization in the mountains and beyond. Your hosts are Matthew Jacobs, Brent Snyder, Jacob Gwynn, and Travis Tyler.
1: Welcome back to the Appalachian Baptist Network, and today there are two of us. Brent, welcome back, brother. Good to have you. Good to be back. At the end, uh, we're we're doing a late night uh, recording tonight. Brent and I both had long days today, and uh, so uh, we were just a ministry packed days, right, brother? So that is absolutely right. Okay, uh, we're we're going to talk tonight about building your revitalization team and the different personality types that are there now i'm going to say this on the front end i i'm not really always a huge fan of all those different type personality tests but there is some truth to it and i think when it comes to building a a team around you in church revitalization particularly here in the mountains uh, we have to think through who is doing what and where they're doing it so for example. Uh, a common phrase that was used in in a lot of leadership classes I took in seminary was, um, we got to sometimes we got to get some people on the bus, get some people off the bus, and get some people to trade seats. And so we're going to talk basically about who goes in what seat and what what are the seats. That's that's what is is going on now. Because if you try to do revitalization on your own, Brent. I think you're just going to be a guy kind of taking a walk. I don't think you're going to find many people following you. You got to, you got to have that team when you agree. It's going to be a long, miserable walk alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> got to get people and that's going to call for investment and all that. <laughs> and so we're, we're going to start yeah. with, um, and I got, I'm going to say this, like each group we're going to go over here in this team is, is going to have a skill set. And it's going to have a needed skill set to make the whole team work. And you, you've you got to have one of each, right? And God, this is just, I think, how God wires them. You know, people have set this up in different ways. My favorite way to talk about this, there are four categories that is needed in a church revitalization setting in a team to really make it function and go. And that is finders, binders, minders, and grinders. Isn't that fun? Finder, binder, minder, grinder. So we're going to talk about these and and who they are and and what they do. So uh, just a little just a little heads up, there's two of these type of groups, people who are known to fight with one another, and we'll talk about that some here in the podcast. <laughs> but uh, first of all, we're going to talk about finders, okay And finders are exactly what they sound like. They find things, they find people, they find talent, they find money they find lost people to talk to they find energy when everybody's low uh they're they're great you know uh, they they just seem to have almost this ability almost supernatural they're creative they go out and they generate work so they're especially helpful in church startups or replants like we're talking about here and in turnarounds like i would argue that a finder is critical in a revitalization turnaround setting in a church here in Appalachia. Uh, But as wonderful as finders are, there are some downsides, Brent, right? Yes. The downside for a finder is going to be that they're easily bored. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
1: Have you seen this before in ministry, brother?
2: Yes, absolutely. And
1: and I would say
2: easily frustrated Mm. as well but yeah.
1: You know, I would almost compare them to uh, a Labrador retriever locked in a room by themselves, right? (laughs) Like they'll be okay for a few minutes alone, but left alone for an extended period of time, they start breaking stuff. You know what I mean? Like they're uh, the finder in your organization, they have to they have to make sure they always have something new to work on they thrive on the new right that's what fuels them uh they can't they can't lower the ceiling you can't lower the ceiling on a finder you know mm-hmm. left to their own devices they'll they will they'll they'll self implode really is what happens a, a finder will just kind of self implode uh they're the kind of people that <laughs> May just sell everything and normalize homeless living and live in a van and travel the west. You know what I mean? Like they just they they need they need people. They're they're very they're very much needed to pull people in. The church needs that charisma. The team needs that charisma. But sometimes their their heads so high up. Um, they're you know they're kind of like lightning, right? It's exciting and energizing, but uh, it can also burn down your house, right? Yeah yeah so you know you 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 need them but you you need them in check right which kind of brings us to the second group which is binders right uh what are binders well a binder is a person who can bring order out of chaos so if your finder is bringing constant things up and bringing lots of life and movement sparking lots of new things the binder is the one that kind of says wait a minute we got to." We got to think succinctly, strategically here. He is also one who's gifted, it, or she is gifted in binding up wounds and healing hearts. Uh, you can think about it like a book binder, right? They take loose pages that are just scattered about everywhere and they gather them into a book, bind them together. The binder is the organizer who's going to make it all work. So if we're talking about like politics, for example, in a political structure, you have a um, you have a a finder is considered mm-hmm. the politician that's running, and the binder would be the campaign manager right so brent you've seen this in the local church before right what are how does this play out in a revitalization shit setting you think well
2: it's the I guess the dichotomy here is, is interesting because you have, you have to have all three people. Right. And. I think, I mean, you can tell me from your experience, I think the finders are probably the least likely people that you're going to have as you're starting the process, because in, in my experience, you know, I, I, my experience those are the people that the church might have had them at one time because they they were they ended up becoming frustrated because no one else was bringing the same energy that they were right Mm -hmm. and i think the lightning is accurate because like it's there and it's hot for a second but it it dissipates quickly Mm -hmm. and so they sort of they sort of run out of this this energy but then with you know, the grinders, you're, you're probably, at least for me in my, my situation, you know, the grinders were definitely, definitely there. The grinders
1: um, or the binders? Which one are you talking well, about?
2: Well, the grinders. Okay. Um We had a situation because at least my understanding, you know, I, we talked about this a little bit before, you know, I've, I've not necessarily familiar with the terminology um that we're using now, but once you, that we're using tonight with the finders grinders and binders, but you definitely can see evidence and just even a limited understanding of these guys. But, um, with the grinders, and I would say minders too, you know, we had a lot of those right out of the gate. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, since you brought it up, let's go ahead and talk about the other two. And then we'll talk about real ministry examples. Okay. So, so back to the binder for just a minute. Binders are usually not as celebrated as finders, right? So on a political campaign trail, you're not celebrating like who was Biden's political campaign organizer. Nobody remembers that, right? Nobody remembers President Reagan's political organizer, but they probably would have never made it to the presidency without those people, right? Mm -hmm. They're critical for success. Uh, but the binder is the secret weapon, right? They are, uh, his, you know, if they're not there, then the finder shorts out. The finder needs the binder, and the binder needs the finder. Now we're going to move into the third, the third one, and I, I would say that this category, a lot of a lot of mountain churches have this next category, and that's going to be the minders. Now I'm a, I'm going to say this on the front end, finders and minders fight a lot. Yeah. Because they're wired almost exactly opposite. So let's talk about what it is. You know, a finder finds things, a binder binds things and brings things together. Minders are exactly what they sound like. They, they are basically shopkeeper mentality. So what that means is they enjoy turning on the lights, sweeping off the welcome doormat, turning the, turning the sign over to open and just opening the store and standing behind the counter and letting people come in and shop Mm -hmm. running it the same way it's been run every day for as long as they can remember. Uh, A minder is also a process person. So it is the minder who insists that you have policies and procedures in place. It is the minder who makes sure that the expense account reports are filled out correctly, right? That's gotta be exactly right they think and feel like uh, they really think and feel like a slow death to a finder. And that's why they fight all the time. You know what I mean? Cause who cares about expense reports when God's working and moving is the mind, the finder's mentality. And the minder says, well, who cares if in pure chaos, the cogwheels are flying off. And that's their, their arguments and positions they take with one another. So conflict between these two leaders is inevitable. And these two types in is inevitable. The finder and the minder, constantly have big conflicts to deal with uh each thinks the other's absolutely crazy like they can't get in the other one's headspace but they both but they they have to have both mm-hmm. there's a need for both uh this is especially important to remember if you are a finder yourself like if there's a leader on here that's listening and you're a finder you know a lot of your church members that are leaders are probably minders right and this is why you know you don't understand why they're fighting you tooth and nail on on a policy change well the minder mentality won't release it you know it just won't and then the last group is the grinders that is that's and it's exactly what it sounds like it is the guy who grinds out the work he is not creative not not a starter not a finder they <laughs> They have a, in a law firm, a grinder is the guy who cranks out wills like kind of bottom level in a nonprofit setting, like the church, a grinder might be the head of the phone bank, right? Always reliable during every pledge drive, always willing to pick up the slack. If another uh, person taking phone calls doesn't show up, probably a finder pressed into service fails to show up many times finders are not known to be reliable right but grinders are reliable and without grinders the work of the organization or the church comes to a complete halt so you can see how each one works out um most i would argue that revitalization pastors are gonna have to be and nobody i don't think is always a straight one of these necessarily people are mixes i think i'm kind of a binder finder mix you know
2: it's mm-hmm.
1: i when i was in high school i used to carry a three-hole punch in my backpack because it gave me joy to <laughs> hole punch papers and have them go in the right place in my binder if there's ever been a binder thing to do that's that's been it right
2: yeah
1: uh but I, I can also inspire people at times and influence people as well and find new things and find new resources. So I wouldn't say I'm just primarily a binder, but a little bit of a mix. But you got to have all of those, right? Yeah. Um, I've worked with guys that are 100% minders. I've been the guy that has fought with minders before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you got to have minders as well. You know, the the tension here, in revitalization is somewhere between process and chaos, right? Like it's somewhere between, like, you know, if you've got too much process and organization, which is what the minders love, there's another place that has a lot of organization and a lot of process, and that's a cemetery, right? (laughs) Cemeteries are very orderly. They are very processed, like everybody stays in their box nobody gets out of them uh but they're dead right if you if you're too wrapped up in that they're dead now the thing about the the finder mentality is that if you let a finder run on their own and they don't have a binder and they don't have a minder to help them correct course the cogwheels just fly off you know if you crank a if you crank a a wheel if you run the you rev the engine too hard too fast eventually stuff starts flying off the motor you know what i mean yep. so so let's talk about how you know how we can how god uses these can you think of some examples of how these work together to bring about revitalization in a, ter- a church Brent.
2: yeah Sorry for jumping jumping the gun there a few minutes ago. That's okay, was,
1: but it, now that we got the categories, we're good. So. I was
2: I was uh, I was neck deep in finishing supper there. So I
1: saw that you didn't even invite me over. I can be there in forty five. We minutes. could
2: make this like a uh, cooking show podcast.
1: As <laughs> yeah, well. that's right. The only
2: problem is, it's just an audio podcast, so I'm not sure how I like, can we'll just audio...
1: describe how good it looks <laughs> and sounds. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah. So you know. Like I said, I, I don't know that there, you, you need all, you need all, you need all four categories to make it work. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but I feel like when you are first getting your hands dirty, if you will, with church revitalization in a particular context, the finders are probably going to be far and few between because at this point, they've probably already become frustrated that, um, even though they're finding opportunities, you know, nobody's following through with it. Um, again, at least that was, that was the case for me. And, and maybe even when you talk about binders, they may even be far a few between because there's not been anyone really there to unite the church or the group around a particular mission or vision. Um, but I think that you're definitely going to have a lot of your you're going to have a lot of minders. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And most of our older churches, that's what's left. Right. Or, Or the minders, the people that's committed to the process. And we certainly had that in our situation. But I actually found that we had a lot of grinders, too, or at least at least the way I'm interpreting this idea of grinders, right? Because to me, grinders, they're not really the people that are casting the vision, right? I mean, is that, that's, that's a fair the, understanding.
1: One of the thing, and, and this is not to make grinders sound bad, but a grinder is the complete opposite of a finder, like yeah. 110%. So like, you know, finders may or may not show up for their scheduled time. Grinders are going to be there. Yeah. Finders can cast vision and they can think in new ways grinders cannot they they can only all a grinder or even a minder is going to be able to do is criticize and critique vision and direction
2: yeah yeah and so in my situation i felt like there were a lot of grinders and they just didn't have a vision to latch on to They, they they didn't have anything to take and just just grind with, you know, get get their nose down and have a job and go with it. And so, um, you know, I, I realized pretty early on. Okay, the more than anything, they need vision and direction. Right? It's right. not a situation where they don't want to do. It's and and I was fortunate in my situation. It wasn't even a situation where they were opposed to change, which I think your minders are probably going to be opposed to change, at least in some oh, yeah. part. Because you're changing the status quo that they have been minding over, changing for, the policy. They're used yeah,
1: to the, project, the process and the procedure. They trusted,
2: and I think that a uh, a lot of the people that I'm would be referring to, in my time at Minneapolis as grinders were probably at one time minders, mm-hmm. and realized, man, this thing's going into the dirt, and and it, to some to some regard, even though they may to your point, they don't have, nobody's just one thing. God had started working on them and changing them to be maybe both a minder and a grinder. Right. Right. And so I think the, I think the minder and the grinder are probably going to be your two easiest people to find in a new revitalization context. Yeah. The finders may not be there because they've become frustrated and you may not have those binders there which may just be simply evidence that, Hey, this thing isn't working because nobody's been there. No
1: one's been the glue to hold this thing together. Well, you remember what I said earlier about minders and finders fighting, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, sometimes one group wins and runs the other off, but yeah. it's to the detriment of that group, right? Mm. That when they run off somebody that doesn't think like them and act like them, then they're, you know, if the minders win and they run the finders off, What are they running off? They're killing their energy, aren't they? Yeah. And if the, and if the finders win and they run all the minders off, guess what? Yeah. Chaos. Yeah. So (laughs) they need each other. Right. Um, One of the things that's different about binders is that binders are the ones that are able to get the finders and minders to work together. They're the ones that can explain it to Mm -hmm to get the visionary at a shelf, you know, because usually a minder won't follow a, a finder. They yeah. just won't, but they'll follow a binder. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? A binder is yeah. able to see a little bit more clearly what needs to happen. Um, some examples in church history of finders that I would say, any of your strong evangelistic type people, would would fall in this category of finder? They're able to find people. George Whitfield, I think, was definitely a finder. You know, he was able to find lost people. He moved a lot, a lot of movement. Uh, I would actually argue John Wesley to be more of a binder. You know, he was able. You know, Methodist, new method. He was. He had a clean desk, man. He was able yeah. to bureaucracy. Uh, in the in the uh, Reformation, I would put uh, I would put um, Martin Luther as a finder. You know, he found this text. He he mm-hmm. found the doctrines of grace. You know, they were always there, but he was the one that found it. And then uh, John Calvin, really more of a binder. He was the guy with the clean desk. You know, he ran Geneva, right? Um, Billy Graham, finder evangelist. That's who I would put him in a, in a category with. I mean, look at the look at the organization that he was able to to start and to run with. Uh, and so I, I don't know if that's helpful for people and in, in thinking through that. That was always helpful for me whenever I was, you know, thinking about this. Mm-hmm. But you know, with uh you know my my church history professor used to say, "You got to have a savage and a bureaucrat. You got that's the finder is the savage, <laughs> and the bureaucrats the binder in order to get a, a, ref, a reformation to work." So anyway, let me ask this question. And
2: again, you know. as as a revitalizer, even the best revitalizer, right? you're going to be lean more towards one of these categories than another probably. And that's the reason it's important to find the right people to be around you. But what would you say would be, I mean, if if, if I'm in a context right now, church leader, pastor, that I want to revitalize, which one of these would you say is the most advantageous for the revitalizer himself to be?
1: I think what's most beneficial for a revitalizer is probably going to be some kind of a binder finder mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, it, it could be split close down the middle because a revitalizer has to be able to create and think through new vision either they have to produce it themselves or they have to be sharp enough as a binder to to know where to look so like for example if i go back in church history to the example of whitfield and wesley right so george Mm -hmm. whitfield is kind of the spark for revival that's sweeping the nation right and wesley is a classic binder he's an organizer he's a he he sees that God is doing and how God is working and moving. He's always asking that question. How's God working and moving? Where is God working and moving? How? And so the question that Wesley asked and that Methodism was born out of was this, the revival is happening. How do we organize it? Isn't that funny mm-hmm. that that's what, but that's what Wesley's famous for. Mm-hmm. He He's a famous binder, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and he gets these people to work together. He was, he was ruthless, in preserving the organizational integrity of societies and bands. You had tickets. Wesley was responsible for that. You had to have your ticket punched. You didn't just show up at a society or a band that he had set up. You didn't have your your, your ticket stamped uh, once you were out there. And so Wesley himself would go to the meetings, and he would actually check people's stickers at the meeting. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's what he would do. Uh, None of that works glamorous, is it? That's not real glamorous work. Uh, It is, but it's evangelistic work and it, and it is, it had a greater inflict on his friend Whitfield and George Whitfield himself. Here's what he said. My brother, Wesley acted wisely. He wrote, he said the souls that were awakened under his ministry, he joined in societies and thus preserved the fruit of this, of his labor. This I neglected and my people are a rope of sand. Hmm. Isn't that interesting that Whitfield said that about Wesley's work? Uh, Wesley's work was not as glamorous as Whitfield, right? Mm Because when we're in seminary and you think about great orators and people with passion, I mean, burning hot passion, you think about people like George. I think about people like George Whitfield. I'm sure you do too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it was Wesley's work not as glamorous that seemed to endure with the vision and the binding work that he did to keep that going. Well, and even, you
2: know, you mentioned Billy Graham a minute ago, and I think Billy Graham would be a lot like Whitfield, right? And I think I've even heard where Billy Graham said before, like discipleship was a big problem um, for his ministry. You know, the follow-up, that binding together. I mean, you had...
1: You had Billy Hanks Jr. that kind of functioned that way for mm -hmm. Graham. A lot of people don't know him as well, but, you know, I've got some of his stuff. His Stuff's good. It's not bad at all. Some of his like illustrations and things are a little dated, but it's, it's fairly solid stuff Mm -hmm. to use. Uh, But yeah, that most of his work would fall in the category like Whitfield, right? Where were the comments that Whitfield made here about Wesley?
2: Well, the reason I asked that the original question about, you know, as, as a revitalizer, looking at possibly revitalizing, you know, what would be the best or in this case, the best to, to possess is because um if you're, if you're thinking about revitalization, like you have to start from a strong position, like you yeah. want a solid foundation. And so if you're not one of those two categories, it's not the end of the world. I would just say, make sure you have people that are strong in those categories in your corner before you yeah. start
1: you're going to have to, you're going to have to pray that God will send somebody there that'll have that gifting. Yeah. And I, you know, we, I, I didn't, I didn't really know. I saw this one time I was in an elder body in another state in a church and I, I didn't, I, my other brother who was, he was more of a finder binder and I was more of a binder finder. Does that make sense? So that yeah. was kind of our, you know, I'm probably 75 binder, 25 finder. He was the other way around. Yeah. So we worked extremely well together because he would say something that sounded crazy to the church or the other elders, and then I could translate it for them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so And yeah. so it worked well. We worked well off of each other. But he was able to bring the white hot passion when it was needed. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And not that I couldn't bring it. I brought it too. But he was just a little more gifted in this area than I was. And he told me when we were both looking, God was beginning to move us to other churches. He went to Texas and I went to Tennessee. Uh, He said, they've got to find somebody to replace us. You know that, right? I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the other elders just don't have the gifting set. And I didn't really understand what he meant until we were gone. And then I saw what happened.
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) Like they didn't surround themselves with someone with a similar gifting set. And the church entered into a spiral of struggle for several years and have still somewhat struggled. Um, They actually got to a point where they were in desperation And they called a guy who was a theonomist. And I'm not sure how familiar people are that listen to this about theonomy, or even you, Brent, have you come across them? But if you can think about if there was ever a version of jihad for Christians, it's theonomy. Okay. And it's something that only exists in North America, in the United States specifically. It's just a little, it's a little odd. They get fixated on certain things like. They call the, gover, the government the magistrates. It's weird. They like to fight with people online all day, and mm-hmm. they like to go yell and scream at people going in and out of abortion clinics. Those are kind of the things they're most known for. Uh, an example of extreme theonomy would be um, what was that Baptist church that used to yell and scream? I was just at- think at the at the funerals for yeah. the military. Yeah, they are. I don't yeah. know that they would call themselves theonomists, but that's where that theology leads. Right. You, you yeah. know what I mean. So when that was all exposed, it, you know, and it, it just really went back to the fact that they were not able to find like-minded brothers who, uh, had this gift set. Like it was like a collapse, whatever it mm-hmm. was there. And unfortunately in the mountains, I think what we've had happen is a lot of these churches have been established by finders, you know, to be honest, you know, if you look at the stats, most of your, uh, church planters don't end up stay. Well, most of the people you start a church with only don't stay within the first five years. They're gone within five years. So a lot of them are like sort of finder mentality in the pew and they're moving on to start the next work, the next new thing. They need something new, need something new all the time, need something new. Uh, And that's, you know, that's just the way some people are, you know, because eventually church plants turn into uh, established churches. I know that's crazy, but eventually (laughs) it happens. Right. And then you've got to, but the thing about it is, though, is your minders and your grinders make sure the doors of that church stay open. They stay, they're fiercely loyal in a way that sometimes binders and finders are not. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Absolutely. So,
2: I um, mean, I think the, uh, you know, I think the takeaway and even, even your example with the church that you were at previously is, don't surround yourself with people like yourself, and we've talked about that before on the
1: podcast. You can't, yeah,
2: bit. and that's our tendency, though, right? I mean, right. you want to surround yourself with people like yourself, but but just don't, you know, surround yeah. yourself. Self. And that that applies probably beyond. It definitely applies beyond just these categories, but and to other areas of ministry. But you know, make sure make sure that there is diversity in your personality traits.
1: You know, right um this is one thing it's funny the other elders wives when i became an elder at that church i was talking about this is just this just shows you you know the binder likes to have an agenda and get things done and get out you know what i mean it's not about you know they said we're so glad you're here they said uh, the elders meetings are like half the amount of time they used to be since you've become an elder here. <laughs> so I was able to move us along in meeting to what we needed to get and then get out. So, yeah. you know, uh, you're so, you know, the reality is your minders, they don't mind sitting in a meeting for four hours, three hours. Sometimes they'll sit forever and yeah. they'll kick a can down the road, three miles. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, you know, finders and binders just don't have, especially binders, they don't have a lot of patience for sitting in long meetings that go nowhere, you know what I mean, yeah. so, you yeah. know. Okay, any, uh, any other closing thoughts before we land the plane here, Brent? No, I think it's, uh, you know, I
2: think we've covered it. I think it's definitely something that uh, any revitalizer or, you know, church that's looking to revitalize and bring on the right man for the job or Make sure that they're developing a team that is suitable for
1: revitalization. Um, definitely think
2: about these things.
1: And, you know, I think you there is a lot of men who pastor and want to go to established churches that are really just minders. Like they mm-hmm. just don't want to, don't rock the boat. Like they'll use that language. Don't rock the boat. And I mean, that's how Jesus did his ministry, right, Brent? He never rocked the boat for the religious leaders of his day I, he right. probably never flipped tables over and made whips and whipped people I would um, think so no uh, he <laughs> <laughs> we certainly know John the Baptist wasn't like that he did status quo the whole way like he was a he was a company man you know he was out <laughs> there in the wilderness with uh who told you to escape the coming wrath you snakes <laughs> i mean yeah, go walk into your next business meeting see how that goes over you know yeah. it's like you know, I've often wondered if you were a minder and you're reading like about John the Baptist, it must just blow your mind. Like it must just be like, how in the world could somebody say that to the religious leaders of the day? Could you? I mean, he was basically saying this to the equivalent of Billy Graham, like you snake. Who told you? Mm-hmm. You know, because he was held in these people were held in high regards by the community. You know, so anyhow.
2: And and no doubt they were the they were the minders, right? The Pharisees. Oh, yeah see they're they're the minders
1: they're minding it they've got the process corbin right they've got yep. They even got their tax breaks exactly where they want them they're mm-hmm. they're minding the process So yep. protecting it because it protects them that's the thinking so yeah all right well brent thank you brother and uh our next episode unfortunately i don't think brent's going to be able to be with us but we're going to be talking about patriotic services and our July the fourth is actually falling on a Sunday this year, so you know this this is an interesting topic for us in Appalachia, in particular because in Appalachia we have more veterans uh, per capita than any other people group in the United States. Like you know more than Midwest, more than Southwest, anywhere else. The Appalachian Mountains we have the most. And so, uh, you know, it's like almost one in 10 are veterans here in Appalachia, which is an unprecedented number compared to other areas of the country. So we want to talk about that, think about that, think about how to do things in a God-honoring way. So we hope you'll join us next week. Brent, thanks again. Yep, thank you. And have a good
0: day. You have been listening to the Appalachian Baptist Network. Thanks for joining us. If you have a question or comment for our host, please send an email to Appalachian Baptist Network at gmail.com or send us a voice message on our anchor website page at slash Appalachian Baptist Network. Join us again next Monday.